Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we conclude our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Before we deal with this passage specifically, understand that prayer is not one of the pieces of armor. Paul is not saying that prayer is a weapon. It is mentioned in the context of spiritual war and the armor of God, and it's meant to be used in the midst of battle. But it is not a piece of the armor and it is not a weapon. He doesn't say to put on prayer. And you don't aim prayer at the enemy and pull some imaginary spiritual trigger. You can discover the true function of prayer studying this passage along with other Bible passages that teach us about the proper function of prayer in the life of a believer. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Praying Always. Now look again. Number one, the all number one is the variety of prayer, all prayer and petition. Everything general, everything specific. Number two, the when and where, all times in the Spirit. Number three, the manner of prayer is with all perseverance. Be on the alert there means to keep awake, not be falling asleep. Be attentive, be vigilant. It implies alertness as the opposite of laziness or lethargy or listlessness. All perseverance is an interesting phrase. It's actually an intensified form of a word that means strong. It means having tenacity, hanging in there. It implies giving ongoing attention to something. And it is antithetical to our culture. Uh, We live in a world of tweets and sound bites. And God says, persist in prayer. Um, We tend to think if if we don't have something tangible in our hands to show for the time that we've spent, well, it's not worth our time. It's pretty hard to show something tangible in your hands most of the time when you pray. But this is what God expects of us. If you look at the, the, the first believers in Christ anywhere in Jerusalem, Acts chapter 1, verse 14, Jesus had just ascended, and they were with one mind continually devoting themselves to prayer. Skip down to chapter 2, verse 42, the end of the second chapter of Acts, describing the life in the first church of anywhere in Jerusalem. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Prayer is a great gift from God. And he says, I want to hear all of your prayers of all kinds. I want to hear them all the time. I want to hear them when it's you groaning in your spirit. I want to hear it when it's you shouting from the housetops in your, in your exaltation. He always hears. He always loves it. And he always answers. The answer is either 
yes, no, not now, or I have an even better idea or a better time. We know the, the, the phrases that we call typically the Lord's Prayer, and we usually say it and remember it in the version that it's recorded in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount in, in Matthew chapter 6. And it's, and it's there, and that's right, and that's good. But there's a parallel passage in Luke chapter 11 where Jesus gives an almost identical sample prayer. And in the following verses, Luke 5, 11, 5 through 13, in talking about prayer, he tells the story of the fellow who persists in asking his friend over and over and over until he gets what he needs. We are to continue in prayer, persevere in prayer. But now keep your perspective balanced where it needs to be. When you pray, you need to understand it's not to be primarily seeking what you want. And you say, well, wait a minute, that's not so bad. I want my wife to be well. I, I, I want this persecution to stop. I want this war to end. Okay, that's fine. But you need to be seeking what God wants. And prayer is part of the process of aligning my heart, my desires with the will of God. Because you understand when I pray, oh, I, I know what I want in almost every situation. But I don't know everything. I don't understand everything. My knowledge is woefully limited. My insight is, is definitely not what God's is. And so I want to pray persistently. And, you know, Lord, if I'm, if I'm not understanding this, teach me, show me. Help me understand your word and, and move as you will. I have a favorite book on prayer. Uh, I think that most books on prayer um, make a mistake. They're about prayer, first and foremost. And the slight mistake they make is they need to be about God. Because just the process of praying, oh, we can say tons of things about that. That's usually where the guilt manipulation comes in. But when it's prayer to God... That's the one who's going to do anything about it. So my favorite book on prayer is called The God Who Hears. I've recommended it to many of you. You can still find it. It's in, it's in print. Let me quote to you from it. It's from um, Dr. Bing Hunter. He says, Two things these days thwart persistent prayer. The first is our time orientation. Persisting in prayer is not popular anymore because there isn't time to do it. Who can wait for God to get around to responding? If you want to trust God for more than instant answers, you may have to change the way you live. It's hard, very hard, for Christians who are used to instant pudding, instant credit, and instant replay to wait for anything, even God. The second complicating factor is misunderstanding. Persistence and importunity, oh, great word, I wish we still used it. Persistence and importunity are not the methods we adopt to convince a reluctant God that we are serious. 
We persist in prayer primarily as an expression of our complete dependency on God for all aspects of our existence. Persistence and importunity affirm our recognition of the reality that apart from God we can do nothing. Persistence flows from the certainty of our creaturely helplessness and the logical conviction that God alone can help. I love that. I pray because of my creaturely helplessness. I have never informed God of anything. He knows all. He knows before I ask. There's more, and Hunter is right on. Let me read one more paragraph. Persistence is an act of humility as well as an expression of faith. The attitude, this attitude is diametrically opposite the popular notion that if we are persistent over a long enough period, God will eventually see the strength of our desire and respond. That is manipulation. It says, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look how persistent I am. While humility says, I'm looking to you. I'm looking to you. You. So, back to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. All variety of prayer, all prayer and petition. When and where? All times in the Spirit. The manner? All perseverance. The indirect objects for all the saints. Look at it again at the end of that verse. All perseverance and petition for all the saints. Petition is the same word that you've already seen earlier in the sentence. Those specific requests for specific needs. All the saints means that our priority in praying is to be for the Christians around us. It isn't selective. Remember, Paul made a big, big deal in this book, a huge deal in chapter 2 about Jews and Gentiles in Christ. And there used to be this giant wall between you, and now it's been knocked down. Now pray for all the saints. Jews, pray for your Gentile brothers and sisters. Gentiles, pray for your Jewish brothers and sisters. Within the family of God, every person should call out to the Father on behalf of any other member of the family. Now again, please don't let this make you feel guilty if you have not specifically prayed for every Christian you know every day this week. But it is clearly telling you that you shouldn't put boundaries on your prayers. Whenever you are reminded of another Christian, pray for him. Pray for her. If you know a specific need, well, bring it to God. He loves to hear your petitions. If you don't know a specific need, but you think of that person, well, thank God for that brother or sister and pray for strength and maturity for them. Now, some people are more zealous about this, more committed to this. I I would even say there's evidence of kind of a giftedness. Some might call it the gift of faith, that they are better at exercising that, that faith on behalf of, uh, of other people. But whatever it is, I've seen people in over a half century of ministry that I know of specifically prayed for me nearly every day. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.